Welcome, Saltcasters, to Episode 7. In this podcast, we will go over buying used equipment. And also wanted to touch some more on power outages. I I believe that we talked about this before, but um, I can't remember which episode it was, but... uh, or if it was just on the forums, but I thought we'd talk about it again today just because it's storm season and um, it should be on the front of everybody's mind in case a bad storm knocks your power out. What are you going to do? What kind of equipment should you have before your power goes out? And the the woes or uh, some just suggest some suggestions on buying used equipment. So, let's get started. Um, First, let's start with updates. I have the 40... Listen. You hear that? 40 breeder is down. It's not really down. It's... uh, Everything is out. I got the tank scrubbed. But I don't have it drained. But the pump's not going, so... It's going to be a quiet podcast today. But... um, uh, it's it's done. Most of the equipment is sold off. Um, doesn't mean I'm getting out of the hobby. I'm still going to produce podcasts, although I don't feel that I'm good at it. I have a lot of requests for the for me to keep going. So as long as you want to listen, I'll talk. So, um, but it's it's down now. My 29 BioCube it, it it is not it's not faring much better than this than the 40 was. But um, I haven't done a water change in it in all, all, all winter since last late, I don't know, late fall. Um, the skimmer pump stopped working at about the same time. So it hasn't been running the skimmer, nothing. It, so you can just only imagine what it looks like. But I really don't feel like it's going to take a lot to get it back, whipped back up into shape. So um, I, had macro, I have some macro algaes in it. And they just went crazy. And, you know, fortunately enough that the macro algae will not let, uh, or helps keep uh, nuisance algae from taking over. So the, um, so all I have to do is just start weeding out some of that macro algae and we'll be fine. But anyways, um, the 40 breeders is done. Um. I have to sell it or get it out of the house yet, but it'll 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 get there. So um, let's go ahead and start with our program. Um, what do you want to start with first? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, let's start with power outages. Um, they don't happen very often. Sometimes they're brief. Sometimes they're long term. Um, and it, this has come up a question to me. Uh, the I think maybe about two weeks ago. What do you do? How do you handle power outages? Well, personally, if it's under 45 minutes, I don't even worry about it. I just uh, let my tank go. I am not telling you that that's what you sh- you have to do. That's just what I do. Um, after If it's going to be longer than 45 minutes, I drop air bubblers in my tank. Um, they're battery-powered ones. If I go more than about an hour, hour and a half, then I start worrying about circulation because my and heat because you want you know my heaters are in, in the sump and if the circulation's not circulating and um, 
then the heaters aren't heating, then your your, your tank temperature is going to start dropping. And even in you know this time of year, well, especially this time of year with this what crazy weather we've been having, temperatures can drop in your tank significantly and fairly quickly. They're not going to drop like five degrees in an hour or anything crazy like that, but but they can drop significantly in a, in a rare, fairly reasonable amount of time. So um, after an hour and a half, I start worrying about that. So if it's going to be more than an hour and a half, I fire up the generator. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I can hook the whole house up. Um, I can't run everything in my house, but I can run most of my 110 appliances. I can I could run all my tanks. I could... You know, my refrigerators, um, in my garage and in the house. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly big, but I can't run like the microwave or I can't run the air conditioning and I can't run the stove 220 stuff, you know, but at any rate, and I don't, and I don't run my well pump. So I, we don't have running water. To, so, you know it happens i've been without power where i live here sometimes most i think was seven days six nights seven days without power that was the the year i actually bought my generator i didn't have tanks yet but it was horrible to go without internet mainly but um but to just to go without some fans that circulating or something, it was in the middle of the summer. Well, it was like June-ish. And so we need fans. We needed something. So we had. To, I ended up broke down, got got a, or a generator, and the next day power was on. So, and then since then, I, it went out like three, three or four days at a time. But it, that's like twice, two other times. But generally, if it does go out, which it rarely goes out, it's only out for a couple of hours. But I still fire up the generator, and I still will, even if just for the little 29-gallon tank, I'm going to I'll fire up the generator. We want everything else, you know, to be running, too. I want my TV and my Internet and things like that. I could make podcasts with no electricity. But um, But what if you can't hook your whole house up or... What if, say, you live in an apartment? You, obviously, they don't want a want you to wheel up a, a great big generator on the third floor and stick it on your balcony to run all your tanks and all your appliances. Um, so you could you could do several things. Um, they've got 12 volt uh, power heads. I've got actually got some. I've never really wired them or used them, but I do have some. Um, you can use 12 volt power heads and you can have a car battery you could build a nice box to set it in you can have a trickle charger for it um, I guess I wouldn't use a car battery more so I would use a um, trolling motor battery uh, they're just um, they hold a charge longer they're, a car battery needs cold cranking amps that means a lot of uh, draw all at one time and um, a trolling motor, you're never going to put that kind of draw on a, on a battery. So a trolling motor can hold more charge longer. So a trolling motor would be, be battery would be better. So 
you could set that beside your tank put it in a nice little box it don't have to be ugly or you don't even have to put it in your by your tank you can put it in a closet somewhere put a trickle charger so it's always ready to go and then you're talking about manually hooking things up manually dropping in 12 or 12 volt um, power heads and get circulation going that way the cheapest way and if you have the opportunity to is just sit there and take a, take a picture or a quart jar or you know a picture of like what you make Kool-Aid in or something and uh, like a two quart pitcher or a half well it's a half gallon two quart scoop up some water dump it in scoop it out dump it in do that four or five times about every 30 minutes that's when you dump it in that water smacking the uh, the water as it's going in it's creating oxygen putting oxygen back in the water that's what you need is oxygen um but that's not going to help your sump or getting heat. That's not going to help that. But for short term, you can do that. But for long term, even in apartments, um, I suggest a, a generator. You can get very small Honda generators. Um, the smaller ones are cheaper and more affordable. And they're absolutely dead quiet. Some of them are press button to start them. Um, but you can just dead quiet and running that way um, that way you can run your heaters you can run your return pumps and um, what I when I did when what I did before I hooked my generator to the house was I had everything hooked up to one plug or well two plugs um, because I put my big draw stuff on one I split everything up so it wasn't all drawing off of one circuit but I had it to where I could unplug two plugs and plug every plug of them into an, one extension cord, then I could run it off the generator, can run the whole tank. Um, you can do that similar thing with your tank. You can, um, so you don't have to back feed through your electric and worry about all that. Unplug, you can have it simple to where you can just reach behind the tank or whatever, unplug something and plug it right into a generator. Sit your generator outside, run a cord inside through a window or through a patio door and you know, you got to be smart, carbon monoxide and all that. But if you're running a tank, you're smart enough to figure that out. Because you can live without lights. You can live without your skimmer for a, a couple of days. You can live without your refugium light. But you can't live without circulation. You can't live without heat. Um, those are two things that have to be always going in the tank. So... Um, really now's the time if you don't have a, a protocol in place even if it's just air bubblers um, you can get go to the tackle shop store go to Walmart and the and um, and the fish supply or the um, uh, the tackle aisle hunting aisle fishing aisle get air bubblers they, they, they snap on the side of your tank for minnows um, they take D batteries have some extra D batteries on hand and run with it um, because it'll save you a lot of headache in, in the long run um, yes it's a little money up front but you're prepared or if you want to you know if you got a nice tank sometimes you can get you know four or five grand worth of stuff you rather you're not you paid for four or five grand for it you, you know you, you've got that much money sitting there
why why take a chance on any of that dying because your power went out and you weren't ready so just something to think about with that um now let's move on to used equipment what some things to think about used equipment is the fact that it's used so automatically you can just pretty much guarantee you're not going to have any kind of warranty and really you could buy something off somebody even somebody that you know even that person could have used it and it was working just perfect something can happen when you plug it in and all of a sudden it don't work you know you're gonna be mad at that person you're gonna just things to think about does that always that happen not really not generally i mean things nowadays you should be able to unplug them and let them go for a while and plug them back in and things always work but it can happen um, so you're, there's not going to be no warranty. You buy something, you pretty much own it now. So make sure that it works before you buy it. See it work. Listen to it work. Listen to the pumps work. Um, you know, you might need an impeller. You might need uh, uh, needle needle impellers, whatever. You might need something for it, which might only cost you $30, $40. You have to weigh that cost. Um what I think, what I'm thinking with this stuff though now is can unwanted algaes, can one unwanted pests travel in on powerheads, let's just say, or a skimmer or a heater or whatever, anything, any kind of internal equipment. And so I'm thinking something I didn't think before, which always rinse things off don't get me wrong even brand new things before they go in my tanks I always rinse them off I, I might even squirt a little vinegar on them I don't soak them I don't get crazy but I do rinse them so it's just something to think about because what could happen is um, that that uh, um, it could I think that it can happen I really do I think that you can get things get unwanted algae you can get unwanted pests from from equipment now what if I'm what if I'm wrong then are you really out anything if you tried to disinfect it if you bleach it if you soak it in vinegar if you use peroxide, which I'm finding peroxide is a thing for algaes. Um, I read an article, and I read it. I know I read it. I wasn't dreaming it, that bleach does not always kill algae. That it can keep it under control, but it will not kill it. So that's just like in my hot tub. Now, my wife used bromamine tablets in there. We put them in a thing. They float around. There's, I never have an algae problem. We go on vacation or let it go for a few weeks, and you look in there, and then there's algae in there. Now, there is still a level of chlorine in that hot tub or in your swimming pool, but it drops to a level where algae can live and so um, bleach this all leads me to believe that bleach 
after thinking about this and after my problems with my 40 gallon with bryopsis, I think that I didn't use a high enough level of bleach to kill off my bryopsis when I bleached my tank. So you can only use the highest, a high, certain amount of bleach in something before you start choking your family out, running them into the next room. So unless you could take your stuff outside and soak it in bleach, peroxide is the next best thing yeah, to me. Uh, peroxide, if I when I soak so soaking some rocks just playing when peroxide that had bryopsis on it, it all turned white and died. It didn't take long at all for it either. Like three days, it was all white and dead. And so peroxide is fairly cheap. It's not as cheap as bleach because you can't dilute it as much, but, or at all. I don't dilute it at all. So, but it really doesn't take that much. You don't have to like soak it in five gallons of peroxide. But you could squirt it up peroxide over everything real good and then um, and then soak it in vinegar water or something like that. And But at least it kills it off. And then the other thing that I think helps too is to have extended dry periods. To let things really dry out after you do that. And so there, there are things that can survive through a dry period but algae is generally not one of those things once once the spores dry out they they can't be rehydrated in most cases i'm sure some i don't know if you call them botanists or whatever some scientists can tell you different but um, if you go through and you peroxide it if you vinegar wash it if you soak it you dry it out I think you should be safe. I don't know what else you could do. You could even bleach it too if you wanted to. But I think you need a certain level of bleach to uh, to to really kill off those spores and the algae itself. Now, that's with skimmers, powerheads, all eternal things. But what about lights? Uh, no, I'm not saying that you can get algae from lights. But they're another used equipment that you re regularly buy. So um, I, I have a light for sale. I'm not trying to sell you anything right now. Um, but when I'm looking at it, I've had it for, what, a year and a half, something like that. It's got some dust in it. The fans suck dust and blow dust. And, um, you know, I don't care how clean you keep your house. Them things seem to attract dust like crazy. And so, um, fortunately, I have taken my little can of air every month or every other month at the bare minimum. And I hose everything. I spray the thing out. I really blow every, all the holes out and the fans out. And there's still dust on it. That just doesn't blow off. And so, if you, have a, if you buy a light like that, what if the person didn't take care of it? What if they didn't blow it out regularly and it collected dust on the fans and the fan blades get a little heavier, which puts a little more stress on the motors, which means your fan's going to not spin up to the RPMs that it should. And then, so it's not going to keep the, 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 
internals as cool as it should or as it, as it was originally meant to. And so it's going to take some life off that light. And let's face it, from the minute you plug that light in, you're using life. That light is really only going to last so long. So you have to measure that. So if, say, a guy wants $150 for a $200 light that he used for four months, um, to me, that's worth it. He's only used it for a few months. Yeah, you most likely you're not going to be able to transfer the one-year limited lifetime warranty or whatever um, over anyways. But um, you're you're going to you know you're going to get you're still got some life left in it. Now, if you have if a guy wants 150 bucks for a three-year-old light, yeah, you might get two more years out of it. But is it really worth it? I think I would spend the extra $50 to just buy a brand new light. So you just have to weigh those things. Um, those are all personal opinions. Um, things that Some things that I think are different um, when it comes to that rule are like Apex uh, controllers and certain electronic things like that that I feel could last you the lifetime of your tank. Um, of course, there's always insinuating circumstances that could drastically shorten the lifespan of the, of the thing. And if the guy had it mounted above the, the returns on his tank and there was always mist in the air, then, you know, there's, the internals are going to get rusty and it's not going to last as long. But if the guy had it mounted on the back of his stand or on the side of a stand or in the corner of his stand away from his sump and his return then yeah it, that thing could last 10 years you just um, 15 years you just don't know and so apex seemed to hold their value so it's just all things you should you can take in, into consideration when buying used i i have mixed feelings about buying used um Personally, I just like the experience of, even if I have to take my time, of buying everything new. I get exactly what I want that way. I don't have to really settle. Um, maybe I'm a little spoiled or I can, maybe I just, um, I don't know, set my ways. But that's the way I like to do things. But it don't always happen for me either. I have lots of used things. I about I, All my tanks are used and... So, you know, I have used equipment, but um, I really love the, the feeling of having all new stuff. And that way you know what you got. You don't really have to worry about it. But, um, and you know, hopefully you're only going to do this once. Unless you're like me and you can't seem to get it right, then you have to do it several times. Which is kind of where I'm at right now. I just want to make sure I can get this right before I do it again. I was so sure of myself the first year, year and a half in the hobby. And then all of a sudden it was just problem after problem, tank after tank. And I mean, I had, I've had tanks that I didn't tear down because I had problems that I wanted to go bigger or do something different. But you know, it's just, 
seem to be a lot of problems with them so take a little breather and see what happens I still want to set up a cold water tank that would be right now that's kind of a what I'm really wanting to do so all right well that about does it for me I can't think anything else um oh here's something if you don't have an apex you want to be able to turn your lights and your pump off and oh I want to feed so I want to turn my power head off and my return pump and my skimmer off a DJ strip it's a strip of buttons and you plug your equipment into the back you just flip buttons off turn your equipment off it's right there flip buttons back on you turn things right back on it's just very convenient very convenient so and they're cheap they're like less than 20 bucks in most instances I think I paid $19.95 for mine because I wanted green buttons instead of red buttons which is just a personal thing so um, yeah it's really cool um, so if you ever you know if you want to look into that that might be something to look into if you haven't uh, thought about it or maybe you haven't heard of them before all right well until i see you on episode eight you guys take care of yourselves and i need a slogan i need an ending so if anybody has an ending like i don't want to do like reef on or salt you later or something corny like that something you know something fun upbeat i need a closing if you have any suggestions you can um, hit me up saltcastplus at gmail.com um, you can hook, look me up at um, I'm Joe uh, on Buckeye Reef. Um, there's uh, a Saltcast Plus forum in Buckeye Reef if you want to look me up there and give me any suggestions. Um, I will give you credit, at least on the first one. After that, I own it. No, <laughs> no I'll give you credit. And. Um, but if you have any suggestions, just let me know. If you want to hear about anything, you want me to uh, do any research or talk about anything specific, um, just let me know. Um, but um, I will be back with Episode 8, hopefully within a couple of weeks. Things are starting to wind down with the bathroom. It's 99.7% finished. I have two little spots to caulk and uh, some work in the hallway and then that project is done so hopefully I can get back on track with these well I really never really was on track with anything they've been so sporadic since the very first one but hopefully one day I can get some organizational skills and get things out uh, to you in a timely manner so but I need something to talk about that's really some of my problem is I don't feel like I know what I'm talking about, but um, but I can talk. So if you want me to talk to you about something, about how I feel or about what I think I know, just uh, um, send me and shoot me an email. Look me up on Buckeye Reef. So and until we uh, we'll see you on episode eight. So if you stayed tuned through the end of this podcast, you are hearing a little bonus. Um, 
next episode, in episode eight, there will be a uh, an announcement made about the future of this podcast. Um, I I'm not going to reveal whether it's good or bad. It's a little teaser, I guess you could say. Um, but I guess uh, listen to this episode. Um, I have got some decisions to make, and uh, that decision, uh, although I have not made that yet, even after uh, the week. This is uh, well. May 29th. I still haven't made that decision yet, but if you uh, stick to episode eight, we will. Uh, I will let you know what my decision is to be. If I choose to continue making this podcast, um, of course, changes would have to be made, um, and it would have to be more regular, and I'd have to get a better mic. As you could hear with this episode, it was horrible, the scratching. I could not get that out with uh, with editing. So, um, it's, it's in the mic, it's in the equipment that I use. I definitely need a, uh, better mic. So if I choose to do that, I'd have to invest more money, more time. Um, I need, uh, my hosting need was wanting more money now. And so, um, the future of this podcast is to be decided in episode eight. So hope you stay tuned at least for one more episode. Thank you for listening.